You're listening to The Collected Podcast, bringing you inspiration and resources to help you discover and live from your truest self. Follow along on social media at Collected Workshops, and be sure to visit thecollectedpodcast.com for show notes and to learn more. The Collected Podcast is sponsored by Clean Juice, a certified organic nutrition and wellness bar with more than 100 locations in development in 16 states. Learn more at cleanjuice.com. Welcome to episode 20 of The Collective Podcast. My name is Michaela Hooper. I'm Tia McNally. And I'm Jess Biondo. We have a little housekeeping to start off the episode for today. Up until this point, our incredible sound quality and the amazing start we got was because of our friends, Mickey and Landon Howard. And they volunteered countless hours of their time to get us up and running and get us off the ground. And we are so thankful for what they've done for us. So thankful. And they're photography business is now booming. So they have stepped back because they just wanted to get us a good start. Mm -hmm. So now we are moving forward with a new recording studio and we just want to honor Mickey and Landon for all they did for us. Yes. Promote their photography business because they're brilliant photographers and we'll put their um, Instagram handle in our show notes. But then also just let you know if things sound a little different moving forward, we're going to be trying out some new things and maybe making some changes Um, but will still be the same podcast that you've grown to know and love. I just want to speak directly to Mickey and Landon and say thank you for your obedience. Thank you for the sacrificial gift of your time and your talent Mm -hmm. to what you recognized God doing through Collected. And we just honor you and give you all our gratitude Mm -hmm. because you have been incredible to us. So thank you. We could not have started this without you. Yeah, it was such a blessing for us. I just really believe, guys, that God is going to bring favor and increase to you in greater measure um, that you have yet to see. So we're truly grateful and we can't wait to see what is um, up ahead for you with your business. So if you're near in Charlotte or if you are out of state or out of the country or whatever, and you need a photographer, they are amazing people and they would um, totally bless your socks off. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. Um, at Howard Photo and Film. And we're excited to introduce you guys to our new situation with our recording and editing. Our amazing friend Jacob Early is taking care of that for us now. So thank you so much, Jacob, and welcome to the party. And this week on the podcast, we have John Mark Dyer. John Mark actually works with YWAM, Youth with a Mission, and he is an author of two books. And illustrator. And illustrator, yeah, which, gosh... (laughs) Double whammy. Yeah. Um, You'll hear all about that. Yeah. But um, he carries great awareness of his gifting and creativity. So we hope you enjoy. Hey, John Mark, welcome to the Collected Podcast. We're so excited to have you today. Hey, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Good. Uh, So you work for YWAM, um, Youth with a Mission. And what is the work that you're doing with them right now, and how did God lead you into that? Yeah, well, um, YWAM is all about two things, knowing God and making Him known. Mm-hmm. And uh, That's pretty solid. Pretty, pretty solid, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and so it's, it's a, a lot of college students, you know, before they kind of enter the world, want to take the time off and say, before all that starts, I, I want to go deep with Jesus. I want to discover who he, he is, and I, I want to discover who I am. 
And uh, so we've got an incredible program here uh, out in Hawaii. They spend three months here, and we, we get all these incredible speakers to come and, you know, teach about prayer, the Bible, uh, how to share your faith, uh, you know, the character and nature of God. And then we send them on a missions trip for three months. So they break off into teams, they pray about where they should go, and uh, and then they go overseas. And, I mean, they see thousands of people uh, give their life to Jesus. They see uh, miracles and, and just come back with this real vision like, oh, my gosh, God is more real and active in my life than I ever imagined. And, uh, and, and a real vision for what it could look like you know, to live like a more activated Christianity than, uh, than they had imagined like was possible before. That's incredible. Wow. I really, honestly, I wish that I had had the opportunity to walk through something like that and to develop a worldview, um, before the age of 28, when I actually had my eyes open to the great big world out there. That's amazing work you're doing. Yeah. I mean, I, I did it when I was 25, uh, both my sisters told me like, John Mark, you, you got to come out of here. It'll change your life. And I was a little reluctant awesome. at first. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it really is life changing. Will you share with our listeners about that process for you? Because I know, you know, some of your story and in your early twenties, you were on a very different career path at first. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I mean, I graduated college and had this whole vision that, you know, named the big city, whatever it was, New York, uh, San Francisco. But I, I just, I wanted to be, <laughs> I wanted to be wealthy. I wanted to be independent. Uh, and I, I wanted to build this big career. Um, and, it, and it was interesting at the first clue that like God was maybe going to send my life in a different direction was, uh, I was, I was at a Christian conference and two ladies were praying for me and she said, uh, do you have a family member that's like calling you into ministry? Hmm. You know, and, and I was like, no, like, don't say that. <laughs> it, my uncle, he worked at a, he works, still works. It's an incredible organization called Bright Hope International. Oh, they nice. do community development uh, it, all over the world uh, through churches. They do micro loans and get orphans back into homes, all that kind of stuff. This was my summer job when I was 16, growing up, putting data into the computers. I was like, no, it's time for me to go to New York. Like, I got to establish myself. But, you know, I, I, I just, I had. Well, you're not going to get rich doing data entry? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, but I, I had, to, I was like, I want to follow God with my life more than anything. So I took that as God speaking to me. And uh, so I started working there at that, that organization. Um, but about three years into it, I, w- I was really feeling like it was time to move on. You know, I, I, my college debt was paid off. I was living at home, like working with, you know, great people, but they were like in their 50s. I was 24. <laughs> you know, yeah. it just was like I, I was looking for something a little different. And uh, so I was like, okay, now is the time. It's off to New York. It's off to my riches. <laughs> and <clears throat> the Lord broke in again and gave me three really uh, profound dreams where he actually told me, uh, like, what was going to happen in a couple of months. Um, wow. And, uh, yeah, it was really interesting. It was One was uh, about a guy that was going to leave our company, and the second was uh, a lawsuit that was going to happen to our company. And uh, it was no direction, but God was highlighting, like, the season was coming for me to do the next thing. 
And so finally my sisters, they tell me to go to YWAM. I have all this peace about it. I just have a crazy amount of peace. I go home, I apply on the computer, I go into work. I'm really terrified to quit, you know, to tell my uncle. And uh, he comes in the office and he says, guys, you'll never guess, but we're, there's a lawsuit. We're getting sued. Wow. Someone fell and I threw up my hands in my cube. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, oh, my gosh, God is real. Like, you spoke. <laughs> so that gave me so much so much confidence that I was headed in the right direction. Wow. And isn't that incredible that uh, just I think about the wonder of the things that God uses to leverage us towards our purpose. Even, even something is, who knows what the nature of the lawsuit was. It doesn't matter. But typically lawsuits yeah. are not good news. They're not a good thing. That no, means conflict. Nor the guy, yeah. You know, so like the company was bad too. Right. So just that he can leverage anything in our lives to direct us towards our purpose and for our good. It's just amazing. What an incredible story. And so then what did you do? You did you quit right away or well, no, I gave him I gave him three months and uh I kind of transitioned my role and it gave me time to to fundraise uh for Uh YWAM. And uh yeah, it was a really it was a good good way to transition to the next thing. Um, and I mean, it came, it was January, 2012 and I got on a plane and flew out to Hawaii and, uh, I, I, my life's never been the same. You know, I, wow. now I do, uh, missionary work full time and, uh, and, and lead a media team and I'm traveling all over the world. It, it's, it's been quite a journey. Yeah. What would you say are the most surprising doors that God has opened for you? Yeah. Um, well, this was really interesting. The three years that I worked at Bright Hope, um, this whole side of my creativity got to come out, which is something, it's a gift that I've had since I was little. Um, and, uh, you know, I learned how to use all the creative programs like for filmmaking and graphic design. And I really felt like, you know, it was a passion of mine. I was gifted at it. And uh, I, I joined YWAM and kind of left that all behind. And it was, it was kind of a struggle for me. You know, it's like, God, like, why would you seem like we had it all together? Like we had a plan. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and I left it all behind. And all of a sudden it was, you know, leading schools and outreaches. And, um, and so now I'm seven years into it. And I look back, of course, and see how God worked everything perfectly together, mm-hmm. even though in the moment, it just, it felt very confusing, but, um, now I, I lead the media team and I'm raising up like a whole team of creatives. Um, I, I get to I'm publishing my own children's books. Yes. They're so incredible. <laughs> and, and so it's really interesting how he, he used the first like four or five years of me being in YWAM to build this whole different skill set and value system. Whereas, you know, if I would have just gone off to New York, done the creative thing, my life really would have uh, fallen apart because my values, um, my people skills, all the, all these things, it was, they were built on like a, the, the solid, the foundation wasn't sturdy. And so Mm -hmm. God, um, he, he built all these things from the ground up and he kind of said, this is the value system you have. And, and then, and and two, now I'm, I'm, I'm not just like, creating ads for Coca-Cola or something like that, which I'm not knocking that, but like I, there's a calling in my life to call young people to the nations. That's like a project that I'm really passionate about. And Mm -hmm. there's a great need and there's not that many people or as many people championing that. And so 
I, I mean, I look back and I'm like, God, you are so smart. <laughs> right? <laughs> so glad that you had the leadership and it wasn't me. It would have been oh. a very bad, different story if, if I had done it. I 100% identify with that. <laughs> yeah. So you talk about kind of having that that solid foundation and get kind of really taking hold of your own values. Um, so talk to us a little bit, give our listeners some sort of practical advice um, about what you do to remain rooted in your true identity. Yeah, great question. Uh, I, I think it, it comes back to two, two things. I mean, lots of things, but I'm going to tell you two things. Okay. One, one would be um, my personal relationship with Jesus. And then yeah. the second would be community. So, um, you know, I've been at this seven years now and there's, there's like the one consistent thing is, is I, I've like pressed in and pursued Jesus and that has made all the difference. Um, having, having like that ongoing relationship where he's, uh, speaking into my life, you know, he's giving me vision, he's giving me purpose, identity, um, and that being like the ambition of my heart rather than, you know, pursuing money or, or mm-hmm. career mm-hmm. Or, or things like that. Um, I think that's, that saved my butt, you know, whether it would have been, uh, you know, all the, the negative stuff would have taken over my life if that hadn't been, been solid. Right. Um, and, and not to mention like just the creativity and the, the, like the real like prophetic edge that he gives your life when you're really listening uh, to Jesus, like throughout the day. Um, and then, That's then good. the second, the second would be community. Um, just the safety that there is, uh, listening to your leaders and kind of when you can't see the way forward, you know, having these people that know who you are, that believe in you to kind of lean into their guidance that, that has saved my, my skin. <laughs> several yeah. Times. yeah. Uh, I, I almost left uh, YWAM for a couple of years to try to pursue a grad school degree and um, at, at Harvard. I, I got it in my mind. It was that am- personal ambition thing, right? You know, I was like, <laughs> yeah. if I could just Harvard. Of course, Harvard. Right. Yeah, of course, right? Of course. And, you know, they just threw up some, some kind of red flags and they're like, you know what? I, I just don't know if this feels like the right thing. And um, I'm so glad that I kind of was submitted to their leadership because uh, they, they saved me a lot of trouble and there's just, there's wisdom in the, having a multitude of counselors. And, yeah. um, and, 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 you know, I, I, the only reason I, I could articulate that is I was listening to, a uh, one of my favorite speakers, Chris Ballatin, and he was saying to find, to find your calling. I don't know how he said it, but he, but he's, he's like, you don't run after your calling, like find the, the tribe, like find your tribe first and then you'll find your calling. If I would have gone to New York uh, all back in the day and just pursued my thing, I would have been independent. I would have been all gold driven, but I found this community that really like was my heartbeat. And uh, they were the thing that enriched my life in all the other ways. And then it was God, not myself that got to open the door for what was like my unique calling. Um, so I didn't have to like pry the door open myself. I really um, let God open it. And then I wasn't responsible to keep it open. Whereas if I did the New York thing, it would have been all my effort, all my, yeah. you know, trying to use relationships to get what I wanted.
are so excited to have Clean Juice as our official sponsor of The Collected Podcast. And Clean Juice is the fifth fastest growing franchise in the country. Wow. They have 50 locations open right now and um, over 100 total, including the ones that are still in development. That just blows my mind. They started in 2014, right? Well, yeah, they opened their flagship store in 2014, started offering um, or awarding franchisees Mm -hmm. in 2016 and have just completely blown away all projections. So if that doesn't say how great their product is, I don't know what does. You guys have to find a franchise close to you Mm -hmm. and check them out. Find a franchise. And one of my favorite drinks is the chocolate one, especially with fresh mint. Mm. Um, Just a little touch of it. It's really tasty, very refreshing. Um, But if you don't want that, get a bowl or um, a juice. My favorite is the youthful one. Oh, yeah. So good. Blueberry, coconut oil, almond butter. And that mm. mint tip came straight from Kat Eccles, it the founder indeed. herself. It did indeed. In episode one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so of download the their Clean Juice app yes. and check them out on Instagram at Clean Juice. Yes, and also check out their lifestyle arm mm-hmm. at Well Happy Kind. They have a lifestyle blog called Well Happy and Kind, where Kat herself writes, and also yours truly. So check it out and definitely follow Clean Juice. Okay, this is not a question that we emailed about, but I'm going to throw it at you and see what comes to mind. Um, What is, can you share with us a story of your travels where God has just blown you away? Oh, good question. Um, (laughs) Let's see. Because I get your email updates and they blow me away. Okay, okay. This this is, is, okay, this is not usual. But I was in I was in Uganda visiting one of our teams, and uh, our teams, our twenty year olds, were doing the, the church service on Sunday, and um, they get done sharing, you know, teaching, and they want to pray for anybody that's sick, and so they uh, call everybody to the front that wants prayer, and I go up to this lady, old lady. You know, and there's no translator there, and she she can't un- understand me. So I'm just kind of like hand on the shoulder, just praying, like, "Oh God, I hope you're moving." And uh, <laughs> and and you know, sometimes you can tell when you're praying for people, and you're like, "Whoa!" Like the tears are flowing, like God's really moving. I'm feeling good. She was giving me nothing, so I was like, "Gosh, you know, I." And but a translator comes over, and he goes, "This woman had a dream about uh, a white person coming to pray for her." Uh, two weeks ago, and she would get healed. And all of a sudden, she starts tapping her foot. For uh, She had this, like, crazy pain down her leg or something. And she starts tapping her foot and, like, dancing around. And she says, you're the person that was in that dream. I've just been healed. Uh, and, you know, of course, everybody celebrates, and it's a wild moment. But how about that? Like, I, was, I was the fulfillment of, <laughs> of the dream. And how interesting that so much of your journey started with your own dreams. I think that's so cool how God brought that kind of full circle in your ministry. I love that. Uh, yeah, honestly, whenever, I mean, it's like the most addicting thing in the world. Whenever, whenever you feel like, oh my gosh, God entered this moment and he actually mm. spoke and showed up. There's, there's nothing like it. Yeah, so true. That's so true. Oh, see, I knew you'd have something good for that's us. Incredible. <laughs> yeah, that's that incredible. Yeah, that was a good one. That was, yeah. That, that's one of my favorites. I love that. Um, so we want to shift a little bit now and talk about your books. Yes. Um, I would love that. Your first children's book was Jeremy's Quest to be the Best, 
and I read it to my students every year. I love the message. So could you talk to us about the message and how you discovered it? Yeah. So um, I wrote this one in 2014 after I got back from an outreach in India. And we had sent two teams kind of to the same same region. And uh, we got back to Kona and everybody was sharing stories. And that other team, they saw so many people come to Jesus. And I just got in this swirl of comparison and, mm. you know, I was like, oh my gosh, like I failed. What was mm. I focusing on? You know, we didn't have anything like the show for it. But I totally missed the point because, you know, our team, we had, we had this like small group of like 15 uh, young Indian boys and girls, you know, in their twenties. And we did like a mini school with them. And I mean, they like led them into these encounters with Jesus. They're weeping on the floor. I mean, the biggest tears mm-hmm. puddle I've ever seen in my life. And, um, but I was, I was all concerned with, you know, Oh man, we didn't see so many people come, you know, yeah. into salvation. And so I came back, started swirling out about, you know, the comparison and, you know, as a, as my head started to clear, I just felt like, you know, this is such a good message that um, my value is not in what I accomplish, it's in who I am. Mm. And uh, to be honest, I don't remember why I wanted to make kids books. I think it's just, it's like, I've always done creative projects. I've written short stories and uh, photo books before, but I just thought, you know, it, tying together storytelling and illustration and rhyme you know, that would all be really fun. And so it was kind of like my own process of uh, dealing with all like the turmoil I was feeling, you know, writing the story helped me process it. And Mm -hmm. then it turned out to be like a pretty powerful and profound book. You know, I, I I give this book to like my 20 year old friends, (laughs) they hand it back with like weeping tears in their eyes. They're like, well, that was such a good message. And I was like, yeah, it's so real. It was like my own experience. So it's all about this this uh, little boy, Jeremy, who compares himself to his brothers and sisters. And so he goes on this crazy adventure to try to prove his value to his parents. And his dad calls him one day and says, you know, we miss you. You know, it's never been about the things you do. It's about who you are. Would you come home? And, oh. uh, yeah, it's pretty – it's profound. Wow. It's so good. That, and that is such a message that not just children need to hear, yeah. but grown-ups – as well. Yeah, absolutely. I I found, you know, uh, my niece and nephew, they're, they're like five and three. It's their favorite book to pull off the shelf because it's just, it's got really fun drawings, spaceships and submarines and all that kind of stuff. Um, but then, you know, the parents and the older people that are reading it, it, it like really connects with their heart too. And so do you have, um, another book coming out? I do. It's, getting printed and getting shipped uh it's really? arriving in march are you allowed to talk about it yeah um the second one is called jeremy and the curious case of the collie wobbles <laughs> yes. what a great title it, yeah it's a really good title what's a collie wobble <laughs> a collie wobble is like a anxiety or a fear nice oh uh but isn't it such like a good descriptive word like yes feel the collie wobbles but oh my gosh <laughs> My my friends actually came up with the title, which is funny enough. I love that. But you know, I, I again, it was out of my own experiences of grappling with, uh, like, how do you fa- how do you face your fears? 
Mm. Which Jeff, Jeff would know from camp that has always been like one of the themes of my life. I worked in the high ropes course and mm-hmm. my highlight was always to try to get the most scared campers out on the, out on the, like the high nice. ropes course. Um, yes. But in my own journey, I just realized that, uh, like vulnerability and bringing, uh, you know, in, in, in the story, it's, it's his father bringing him into it, um, to like journey with you is, is the only way, uh, to really overcome your fears. You just have to stand up against it. And all of a sudden you get that 10 seconds of courage and all of a sudden you've, you know, leaped out and you've done it and then it's, you know, it's over. Um, so this one's all about, uh, his, his fear of jumping off the high dive and he's got Uh. a a friend that kind of takes him on the journey to show how she overcame her fears. And then he, in the end, uh, has to face his, and then, you know, it's a surprise, you know, does he do it or does he not? <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Yeah, don't, don't give it away. Exactly. <laughs> Can you imagine a children's book, like, ending with a tragedy? Like, he doesn't right. do it. <laughs> he doesn't do it. Guys, just go home. Don't face your fears. <laughs> don't face your fears. It's too hard. It's too, it's too hard. hard. Oh, my goodness. I, I kind of want to read that to, um, to our workshop guests. Can you imagine that? That'd be good. Well, and to go back to what we're saying, you know, we laugh about that ending, but that is the ending that so many people pick for their lives. Oh, too real. Yeah. (laughs) It is. (laughs) It is so real. Hey, we get real here on the Collected Podcast. (laughs) Yeah, it's hard hard to face your fears. It is. And that's a huge part of why... on that, Kali Wobble. (laughs) (laughs) That's a huge part of why we bring in what Jess... Just brings to our workshops with this creative risk taking, which I'm sure that you can appreciate, John Mark, with you know, asking people to step outside their comfort zone and do something that they're that they're not necessarily accustomed to doing, um, something that's a totally new experience. They have no idea what the outcome will be. But if yeah. you just take if you just take into consideration, okay, what's the har- what what's the worst thing that could happen if I do? What's the worst thing that could happen if I don't? And a lot of times, the worst possible thing that could happen if you do is nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> you, yeah. yeah. And so, um, and the worst possible thing that could happen if you don't is that you didn't do it. And so you get stuck and you miss yeah. out on something great. And you choose collie wobbles. Collie wobbles. Yeah. I love that word. Are we saying that right? <laughs> did we mess it up? Yeah. What is it? Yeah. No, you got it. You got it. Okay, collie wobbles. <laughs> um, and... Where do the profits to this book Yeah, where do go? the profits go? Yeah. Yeah, well, um one of the one of the things I wanted to do with each of these books is to to really help uh like support something I, I believed in. So the the first book um is all about getting the Bible to languages that have never had it before. So I just mm-hmm. imagined, you know, the story of that is it's all about identity. And I just thought about how I would have no idea who I was and how valuable I am without the Bible. Yeah. And, you know, it's a big thing here in YWAM. There's, there's only like, uh, I think 1,700 languages left that don't have the Bible in their language. And I was like, man, before they disappear, I want to invest in like making sure there's a, there's a people group out there that can read the Bible because I did something about it. That's and awesome. So, yeah, so from the profits from the first book, I've already paid off uh, two two languages, which was really cool. Awesome! Wow. <laughs> yeah, I know. And so this this next one um, is about fear, and I've always I've always been really passionate about India, and um, I I thought 
you know, just the tragedy of, uh, of children that have to work in the brickyards or, mm-hmm. I mean, even more devastating sex slavery and all, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so I, I said, if anything, my second book could support, it would be that issue. And so I'm going to go awesome. in April and um, connect with a couple of organizations, indigenous organizations that are doing that type of work with children to either rescue them or reunite them with families or make sure that it doesn't happen um, and just figure out how I can best support them with this book. Awesome. I love that. Well, I will be in line to buy your second book when it's ready. Yeah. I to will be, be too. You've already sold two copies. Yeah. Um, so, so you can you can pre-order it right now, and if you yes. get both of them at the same Excellent. time, you can you can save some money too. Awesome. We can do that on Amazon. Uh, you know, I sell it through my website levelhousemedia.com. Okay. Oh, great. We'll put a link to that in our show notes. Yes. Um, so before we wrap up, are there any? final like practical tips or recommendations that you have for our readers to help them discover and walk in their true identities? Well, it sounds like you should go to one of your uh, workshops. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Amen. <laughs> uh, that's, that's a good question. Practical tips. Uh, no, I, I agree. I think it is really about risk taking. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's what it was with me and my books. You know, it, it's kind of out, Scott, it's, outside of the scope of what I do with YWAM, but I thought, you know, this is, a, this is really something God has given to me. Um, and, and I'll tell you, with that first book, I was, I was kind of tempted to invite somebody that I knew was a good illustrator to do uh, that for me, to do the illustrations, because I knew I liked the story a lot that I had. Um, but I thought, you know what, that defeats the whole purpose. You know, God's given me mm-hmm. these creative gifts, even if it's not like the best book that could be created. I want this to be something like a creative outlet for me. And, you know, so I did the Kickstarter and I, I, you know, did all the drawings and all the work and and it really, it was a vulnerable risk to kind of put yourself out there. Uh, But it it was so rewarding. So, and Mm -hmm. it's so beautifully done. Yes. You are a brilliant illustrator. Yes. I love it. Like, thank you. I haven't seen anything like it and it's so captivating. Yes. And I, I feel like um, you almost, your temptation was to go after what only you could do, actually, when you think about yeah. wanting to go after some, you know, gifted illustrator, and you, you actually found yourself in that, because it's yeah. incredible. Mm-hmm. I love it. And it, isn't it interesting that, like, you know, I am a talented illustrator, but that was yes. where my insecurity lied. Yeah. yeah. You know, it was like, I don't know, maybe maybe somebody else can do it better, but, you know, really, I... I I don't know. It, it turned out really good, and I'm, it I'm did. glad that I went for it. Yep. You should be very proud of the product. It's awesome. Mm, I am. John Mark, thank you so much for talking to yes, us today. It was you. so much fun to have you on. Absolutely. Thanks, thanks for the time. I, I really uh, appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One last thing. John Mark, where can people find you on Instagram? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, John Mark Dyer. Okay. D-Y-E-R. D-Y-E-R. Uh-huh. Okay. Cool. Do you have a Level House Media one, two, uh, I, or is it all the same? I, I do have one, and, and that's Level House Media, but I, <laughs> I uh, really, most of my illustrations, everything, I just do it all through my own uh, personal account. Okay, okay, cool. So follow him at John Mark Dyer. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yes, okay, well, we will talk to you soon. Yeah, thank you. Okay, thanks.
That was amazing. Mm-hmm. I think John Mark clearly has an awareness, like a solid foundation mm-hmm. of the things that God has called him to, mm-hmm. and he is walking them out. Like yeah. he's in in the midst of that, just carrying it boldly yeah. and courageously. There's just something about people who lead young adults who just, I mean, they just have a way of speaking and a way of conveying the idea of identity that is so impressive to me. I just, I loved everything he said. Yeah, he does it so perfectly. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and his whole story of how when he was trying to go one way and he thought his life would go one way, but then realizing now on the other side of things that had he been doing that, he Mm. would have spent all his time and energy just trying to keep the door open. Right. And that felt so profound to me because it's mm. like when God opens the door, yes, there will be struggles. Yes, you will overcome obstacles. But there's a sense of an ease of like the mm-hmm. door stays open. You're not using a crowbar Yeah, you're to not get it open. like trying to manipulate all your relationships to keep you in that place. Right. There's a sense of like, oh, this is just happening, mm-hmm. even though you're still working. Right. Yeah. But there is greater ease mm-hmm. when it's what you're called to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't get like, us wrong. We're not saying it's easy. No. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but well, there, yeah. yeah, it's different. Like when you're striving, yeah. um, things are, they're just harder. Yeah. Like you don't, when there's ease, when it's from the Lord mm-hmm. and you're walking in that, then there is an ease. Like mm-hmm. you said, it's not easier, but there's flow and there's favor mm-hmm. that I think it, you mm-hmm. don't come by. I just when got a picture trading. of. Have you ever seen those straps that movers use to move like a bit, like refrigerators yes. and mm-hmm. washers and dryers? So I feel like it's the difference between trying to muscle a refrigerator up three flights <laughs> of stairs and using those straps, and how much easier it is when you allow yeah. God to just like be the straps. Yeah, <laughs> you know, let the straps and do, do the work. heavy lifting, and you just move with it. Yep. Yeah, right. Yep. That's good. Yeah, well, that was from the Lord. Because like what that it. does is it brings a balance. Yeah, like you're, it's shifting the weight. Yeah, and gives you leverage. Ba- yeah, bringing balance to. Mm, remember what he said gain. about a prophetic edge. Yeah, you gain you gain a prophetic edge when you're walking in intimacy with Jesus. Wow, oh, that was really cool. So good. Yeah. Awesome. He's one of my favorite humans. He's a good one. I'll give you that. Jess. I'm so glad we had him on the podcast. Did you hear that, John Mark? You're one of one of the favorites. Oh, I would tell him that. <laughs> I know. You already did, huh? <laughs> um, okay. Well, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to check us out on Patreon. Mm-hmm. We got cool stuff coming your way. Uh, Patreon.com/slash/TheCollectedPodcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See you next week. Review us. Yes. Give us a shout and listen next week. <laughs> Peace. Thank you for listening to The Collected Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you like what you've heard, we'd love it if you would help spread the word. Check back here for weekly episodes dropping every Thursday. You can follow Collected on social media at Collected Workshops. Find The Collected Podcast on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash The Collected Podcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Become a patron for as little as $1 a month to gain access to bonus content, early bird ticket sales, exclusive contests, and more. You can also find Tia at Tia McNally Notes, Jess at Spreza Foundry, and Michaela at The Creative Space NC. Collected proudly supports and partners with Flourish Kenya, a nonprofit working to prevent and support unplanned adolescent pregnancy in rural Kenya. Learn more at flourishkenya.org. 
Support for The Collected Podcast is provided by Clean Juice. Learn more at cleanjuice.com and be sure to check out their lifestyle arm at wellhappyandkind.com. Podcast recorded by Jacob Early. Music by Asaf Alon.